Adult content intended for an adult audience only. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. The Yogi by Storyteller 2121 Ariel Tall, 5 feet 9 inches Long torso, lightly defined abs Flowing red hair, just past shoulder length I thought If not in a ponytail, it could cover the top half of her boobs Long, muscular neck, nicely defined pecs Not enough to be a bodybuilder But they helped to lift her breasts And show the definition of her shoulders C-cup breasts, I'm guessing, natural They sit high on her chest but what is most catching is the flatness of her lower body. No belly at all. Hip bones clearly showing an inch or two above the top of the yoga shorts she is wearing. Her body is perfectly flat and smooth from the top of her rib cage to the curve of her quads, thin, looking at her from the side. But when she turns to you there is no mistake of the flare of her hips outward, then curving down to her legs. The shorts are orange, with two black stripes on either side and a black band at the top that forms a V, pointing down to her pussy. They fit tight but are thick enough that her pussy lips are not evident. As she turns away from her students, one can easily see the gap formed between her upper thighs and crotch. She wears a thin, blue shelf bra multiple criss-crossing straps on the back that show off her lats and scalenes those sexy muscles women get from perfecting the shoulder stand. The bra is covered barely by a simple piece of material, not really a shirt. Maybe best described as a halter, looped over her head, tied, but otherwise totally open in the back, loose-fitting in the front, and low-cut. In my mind it acts as a veil, offering tempting glimpses of the treasures within. She glistens with sweat from the temperature in the room, probably close to 37C. Her skin, somewhat sun-damaged through years, I suppose, of sun-tanning, belies her age, late thirties, I guessed. I was off by almost two decades. Between the pain and the breathing, I was hoping she'd head my way for me to get a closer look. Focus on your breathing. One breath in, one breath out for each movement. That's it, feel the energy in the room with your shared breath. Ignore the pain, pain is only one of many things you are allowed to feel. This made no sense to me whatsoever. In my early fifties, and through a lifetime of fitness and competitive triathlons, I'd never experienced the intensity of the workout of this class. I'd already spilled out of the Erdva Prazerita Ika Padasana. Standing split twice, Ariel caught me admiring her cleavage through the mirror, smiled, winked. I fell out of the pose again. Focus. This is a time to turn your gaze inward to your own energy. Perhaps leave, for the moment, earthly images so pleasing to eye to their own devices and see instead the beauty within you. Sweat was pouring off my body, from my neck into my eyes, and down my now-soaked running shorts, along the hamstring and calf of the leg I was standing on, soaking the mat and making balance even more difficult. Ariel came over to me. Never losing contact with the rest of the class, she touched the big toe of my extended leg. Feel the energy flow from your core. Out through your extended leg, breathe in. Extend, breathe out, compress your body into your lower leg. With the touch, something quite extraordinary happened. The burn in my hamstring subsided, and the tremblings of all those little foot muscles I never knew existed that provide balance ceased. For the moment, my body relaxed and the pose was achievable. I opened my eyes, saw Ariel bend over, looking at me. My eyes grazed across her torso, her boobs spilling out of her bra, flat belly leading to that marvelous pussy gap at the top of her legs. Again she smiled, and let go of my toe. The pain and trembling reappeared almost immediately, and again I fell out the pose. Another twenty minutes of balances, stretches, core exercises, and it was finally over. And I was a sweaty, broken mess. Take yoga, they said. It'll be fun, they said. Right. 
After Namaste, Ariel made a couple of announcements. Okay, yogis. Well done. Remember, there's a couple's class coming up for Valentine's Day, Vino included for afterwards. And if you want to join me for my private class, let me know. Someone in the room giggled and made a comment I could not hear. Yes. Ariel acknowledged, Saturday classes at my home do in fact require clothes. Several knowing laughs, the rest of us were clueless. Ariel had this great lilting voice accompanied by the curious emphasis on unexpected syllables not uncommon to girls in Northern California I always thought the practice very flaky, but with her it added to her considerable charms. She approached me after the announcements. Nice work. Steve, right? Yeah, that's me. Thanks for the encouragement. I looked into her green eyes. Full of mischief laughter. I continued. But what I really appreciate is your attitude. Your energy is infectious. Ariel smiled. But, I continued, what really amazes me is your touch. She smiled. Pardon? You touched my toe, and the pain left my hammy, and restored my balance. How is that possible? Do you not listen to me during the session? Yes. Every word. Bunch of marketing crap if you asked me. Chakras, energy, madras. Rubbish. Sure, Ariel, I listen. But I don't understand. You mean that you think it's crap. Yet here we are. I touched your toe and you did something you didn't think possible. So, you gonna believe what happened, or your own preconceptions? She had a point. Fair enough. Forgive my skepticism. I'm an engineer, not a poet. But I know what I felt, and have always kept an open mind. Can I buy you a drink, and we can discuss? She held my gaze for a minute, assessing my sincerity, I suppose, then smiled. Green eyes flashing. Sure I'll meet you in the lounge in ten minutes. The health club was part of the hotel, integrated in the first floor with the hotel's lobby, bar, restaurant, and coffee shop. Pretty nice setup, really. And the club itself was pretty sweet. Yoga was one of many classes offered. Free. I.E. built into the rather substantial monthly fee for local members. Everything was top shelf, great facilities, pool complex, locker rooms duly appointed, and it seemed all the beautiful people of the community were members. I didn't complain but the obvious abundance of manicured flesh did nothing to hinder my cynicism regarding no-cal society. And yes, I know my own presence here might betray a hypocrisy. By my own measure, I was one of the haves. But I rationalized I relocated here by circumstance, not choice. And the club was in fact awesome, if not cheap, and the women here by and large all beautiful. And yoga? Well, it was a means to an end. I fancied myself a competitive golfer at the club level and years of bad lies, not to mention a military career that had its share of bumps and bruises, multiple tours in Southwest Asia, left parts of my body in measurable disrepair. Massage and PT can do only so much, so, when a friend suggested yoga, I figured it was worth a shot. Three sessions with Ariel had, until today, accomplished nothing but pain, notwithstanding my mounting sexual frustration induced by the scantily clad hardbodies of the community participating in her classes. I cleaned up, ignored the posers, really weird idiosyncrasy of this club, lots of naked guys in the locker room just kinda hung out there, for twenty to thirty minutes at a time, in front of mirrors. What I asked it with this place, put on some shorts and a polo, and headed for the hotel bar. The perky server stopped by almost immediately. Big eyes, short hair, petite build. Pixie-ish, very cute. I ordered a couple of Chardonnays and she bounced off to fill the order. I couldn't help but admire her ass as she left. It was fun watching Ariel approach. Hair still wet splayed out across her shoulders and back, perhaps in an effort to let it dry. Sandals with sparkly straps. White sundress. 
skin-tight bodice held in place by spaghetti straps that accentuated her pecs, built-in bra that lifted her breasts above the square-cut top, suggesting their fullness, pleated skirt that ran to mid-thigh, highlighting the strength of her quads. There's something about a beautiful woman crossing a room. Some flaunt it, she did not, but her humility did not distract from her beauty. Guys aren't supposed to stare, particularly if they are in the presence of others, bad form. Unless you're the reason they're crossing the room. Then it's not only allowed, but expected. It's good to be that guy. I followed her all the way from the entrance to our table, and watched the admiring glances of all who caught her eye. I stood smiled. Ariel, I'm the luckiest guy here tonight. She took my hand. And what makes you think you're getting lucky tonight? You misunderstand. Perhaps. I don't think I'm going to get lucky. I already am. I get to enjoy your company, your wisdom, for the price of a glass of wine. Maybe lucky was a poor choice of words. Happiest? She released my hands, never breaking her gaze. Let's go with happy. I like that. She settled into her seat and leaned into me. Now then, what's on your mind? Your touch. How'd you do it? You won't believe me. Try me. I channeled my energy through one of your gateways to revive your hamstring and the flexor digitorum brevis. When I saw you oogling my breasts, I released you and you fell. She took a sip of her wine, sizing me up. I returned her gaze and deadpan. I don't believe you. She got the joke and laughed. The surprise of the joke made the laugh that much louder, a delightful sound in my opinion, and attracting the attention of the others in the bar. Let your own experience be the judge. I know you felt the pain release from your leg, and your balance restored. Okay, the energy flow, or whatever you call it, worked. For me, in this instance. But not common. Not like one can buy the book on Amazon, or get a prescription. Why? She smiled. No one believes in faith healers either, so they're not likely to buy the book or get the FDA to approve the medicine. You're a faith healer? No silly, I'm a yogi. So are you. I cannot do what you do. She grinned and sipped her wine. Yet. But. How? Forgive me, but I'm both engineer and cynic. Call me Doubting Thomas. Let me feel the holes in your wrists. We all have many forms of energy. I've learned that it can be shared, grown. Usually in a group, with some individuals and specific intents, it can be done with touch. That's why I touched your toe. By the way, you're out of balance. I responded with my best line. Huh. Your energy is out of balance. You we have many forms and centers of energy. Your dominant form is sexual. You are out of balance. Ariel is nothing if not direct. I like that if not the criticism. But I committed to keeping an open mind. Please explain. She smiled. Look we're about the same age. I know what it means to hang on to youth. A youth that is so typically expressed by beauty and sexual prowess. The irony is that if the balance of all energies is not maintained, both are lost before their time. I was confused about the age remark. I had her pegged at late thirties. What do you mean we're about the same age? How old do you think I am? She responded. How old do you think I am? She smiled. I was figuring thirty-eight, but gave her the benefit of the doubt. Thirty-five. Nice try. I'm fifty-eight. Yeah. Right. And I'm the Easter Bunny. She was not amused. Would you care to see my driver's license? Passport, perhaps? More apologies were in order, extended, and accepted. I needed to figure out not only the game being played here, but its rules if I had any chance of surviving the evening. Ariel went into some detail about energy balances, aided by diet no, she wasn't a diet Nazi all things in moderation, all things to be experienced and enjoyed in keeping with one's principles. But yes, she was 58, and other than a little makeup, 
her body was all hers. Her particular practice of yoga, with its itinerant energy flows, did much to repair damage to the body's organs, including skin and damage associated with the aging process. It was extraordinary. She continued, Your sexual energy is out of balance with your other energies. As a result, they all suffer. You have ED, don't blush. I felt it when I touched you earlier. It pretty easy to feel, pretty easy to fix. Want to see? I had nothing to lose. Sure. What did you have in mind? My eyes dragged across her breasts. Eyes up here, sailor. This is a family restaurant. With that she took my hand and placed her fingertips at a couple of points on the palm of my hand and wrist. Close your eyes. Breathe in, breathe out. In a couple of breaths, without warning, my cock grew hard. Really hard. Like first lay in high school hard. Ariel released my hand and smiled. Well? I was still suspicious. Well, could have been. I know you're hard now. I felt the energy. She looked down at my shorts and smiled. Seems your friend there is betraying you. She held her gaze on my lap for maybe just a beat or two longer than might have been necessary to validate her point, moistening her lips with her tongue. Yeah. But you're the sexiest woman here. And I haven't been laid in months. And the way you just touched me, hard-ons happen, even to old guys. And besides. She uncharacteristically interrupted me. Okay, fine. I'm going to put a fantasy in your head. Actually know a desire. Maybe one you've never had before. Again she took my hand. I looked her in the eye, then dragged my gaze across her breasts, flat tummy, thighs down to her feet. Her legs were crossed, and one leg dangled over the other, the sandal of her left foot hanging from the toe strap, exposing the high arch of her foot. They were small. Size four, maybe. A bit too small for her frame. Toes delicately manicured, pastel green, and a toe ring on the third toe. All I could think of was those perfect toes, that perfect arch, enveloping my engorged cock. The thought of her feet in my lap, wrapping her toes around my cock head, holding the tip with one foot while stoking it with the other. Christ. I was just about to start touching myself. Steve! Steve! I looked up at her and came to my senses. Embarrassed. Precum had made a small spot on my shorts. She smiled mischievously and sipped her wine. So no foot fetish, right? At least, she giggled. Not till now. Yes. She had me. Can you do this with anyone? What is it like hypnosis? Are they aware of what you're doing? What if it's against their will? And how do you know about my energies anyway? So many questions, Steve. They'll all be answered in time. No, I cannot with anyone. And no, it's not hypnosis. Not really. My practice is very meditative. And with the help of some oils and other scents, along with a little touch here and there, I can both sense and influence the energies of others. In a room that's focused on my practice like class I can get students to share energy. Tell me how did you feel after class? I mean, other than physically what was your state of mind? I felt really good. At peace. Exhilarated. Is that normal for you after a hard workout? Sometimes. Depends. No, not really. Not like this. She smiled, appreciating the honesty. When a room is focused on a particular madra, I can focus it and share it. You probably benefited more than the others. Like I said, you're out of balance. You keep saying that. Think of your energies as a basketball. Each form of energy makes up one panel of the ball. If they all grow equally, the ball gets really big, and all the energies, measured by their surface area, get really big. In balance. Your sexual energy is very high you influence others with it. Even if you are not aware, you certainly influenced me. She stopped and smiled at me again. And her nipples were hard. But, she continued, only one panel of your ball is growing.
the rest ignored. Not a very good ball, overall. And you can help with this? Of course. Why me? That took her aback. Hey, you're the one who's buying the wine. Bright smile. Yeah, but there were fifty yogis in that class. You singled me out with your touch. Like I said, your sexual energy is strong. You attracted me to you. I considered this. But I never touched you. How did my desire for you to come to me pass to you? I don't know. It's normal for a group's energy to flow without touch, but for something so specific as I felt with you. Her voice trailed off as she considered the implications of what she was thinking, then altered the direction of the conversation. You were unaware, but it was there, and I'm sensitive to it. Others in the class were also unaware, so if they felt something, they would not have been privy to the source, or what to do about it. But you probably affected them, too. She laughed a bit. So you're probably a bunch of happy boyfriends tonight. Or toys, if no lover to be had. And you? She blushed for just a second, took a breath. Well, no boyfriend, and I'm painfully tempted to drag you out of here by your cock and fuck you in the bushes outside. But then you'd make a lousy student, and me a lousy yogi. With that, she finished her glass and started out. Before leaving, she left a card with me. The nude class is at my home on Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. See you there. I shouted after her. Hey, one more thing. She turned and came back to the table, leaning over, exposing her cleavage, and whispered in my ear. Yes? How long is this hard I'm going to last? She laughed out loud. Let me know, okay? And she was off. Sunday morning, 8.45 a.m. I parked outside. Ariel's house was a few miles off Camino Pedro, really in the middle of nowhere. I drove twenty minutes off the main road, convinced that only hermits or gold miners would bother to find a place so isolated. From the front the house was unremarkable. Appeared to be a simple craftsman, but well out of place from the tracks of similar homes further down the mountain. I parked and entered. There were a couple of bicycles and cars in the area. A simple sign greeting all comers, and an open door. Another sign. Directing the entrance to a spare bedroom to deposit clothes, keys, towels and such, with directions to slip on one of the robes provided and proceed out to the patio. The view was breathtaking. A view of a mountain stream, hills in the distance, and the bloom associated with a late-season rain. Ariel's studio consisted of a teak deck, maybe just shy of forty square meters. Her house formed the west side of the space, with open views to the east. The north and south walls were lattices covered with a variety of species of flowers, herbs, and vines, providing a familiar, but unidentifiable scent to the space. A small Buddha statue ordained one corner of the space, and in its opposite corner, a water fountain. The splashing of the water in the fountain provided the only noise. It was perfect. Ariel was wearing a short emerald green silken robe, tied off at the waist. Her breasts, clearly defined through the thin fabric, moved freely as she approached me. Steve, I'm so happy you made it. You have no idea what this means to us. Us? Yes. Us. She introduced me to the other yogis. There were six, all women. Based on my experience with Ariel, I'd not hazard a guess as to their ages. Yogis, this is Steve, the one I was telling you about. I was warmly greeted by each in turn. I smiled at them all. I hope you don't mind me pointing out that I'm the only guy here. Is this for a reason? They giggled, and Ariel stepped in. Yes, but probably not what you think it is, naughty boy. She winked, and then continued. The gender mix of this class has changed over time. I'm happy to have any combination. It's really just coincidence that you're currently the only guy. More about that later. Now, Steve, for your benefit, let me explain how we're going to spend the next two hours. This is a yoga class, and there are poses involved 
but it's really more focused on energies, self-awareness, and meditation. But it's all shared we will be in constant contact with each other throughout. Much of the time will be spent holding each other's hands in particular ways to enable energy sharing. We are naked to remove the distraction and constriction of clothing. She caught me scanning the other yogis. Bad habit one I swore yet again to break. Bad boy Steve. They all laughed, a little, in spite of themselves. Steve, we are not only naked, but we keep our eyes closed the entire time. As you know, earthly pleasures can be distracting, yes? Yes. Keeping our eyes closed allows us to focus on the energies. The scent of the flowers and herbs, the babble of the fountain, helps to focus. She laughed to herself. I can get you a blindfold if you like. Not sure if she was serious, but based on the promise of what was underneath the robes, I was tempted. I'll try to keep them closed. Promise. With that, Ariel positioned us in a circle. Once our breathing had settled in, she had us drop robes, guiding us through a couple of ways of holding each other's hands, with fingers very carefully placed on the fingers or palm, or wrist, of the person to their right. She'd inspect each hand position until satisfied they were just so, then take my hand and manipulate it onto hers. The pattern was familiar, yet different, than what she'd done to me at the bar earlier in the week. Satisfied, she joined the group and had us focus on our breathing, all the while coaching. Now, yogis, free yourselves from the worries of the day. Pick something pleasant to consume your consciousness. Maybe it's our friendly Buddha statue, maybe the sounds of the fountain, or the scent of the sycamore. Focus. After a few minutes, she changed hand positions and repeated the process. After three repetitions, I started to get bored, and started to shift my weight from one hip to another. Then a strange thing happened. I felt a slight tingling in my left hand, and felt a sense of wanting to deepen my concentration on my focus area. For reasons I cannot explain, I'd picked colors and light patterns, rather similar to what one might experience when closing one's eyes and staring at the sun. The group, which seemed to react to my boredom, settled back into rhythm. Now yogis, Natarajasana. But don't grab your foot, grab the foot of the person to your right. Hands together in the center. Once again, Ariel checked each hand position, both in the center of the circle and on each foot. It seemed impossible to keep balance. When she got to me, she helped guide my leg into place and held by the woman to my left. I was certain I was going to fall, but again, a sense of calm washed over me, the trembling muscles relaxed. An image popped into my head of my foot and leg being supported by a dozen hands placed from my toes to my glutes, keeping me in place. Again, Ariel guided us through our meditations. I had a sense of the morning sun rising above the lattice wall, and the heat of the day beginning to rise. A bead of sweat appeared on my forehead. Just as quickly, a sense of a breeze, evaporation of the sweat, and a restoration of my focus. How did that happen? Several more standing poses. I'd lost track of time. Ariel had us lower to our knees, resting on our ankles, one hand on at the base of the neck of the person to the left, one hand on their thigh to the right. Again, she ensured each finger was meticulously placed. I've no idea how long we knelt there. My mental image turned to a field of red colors like an abstract painting with different hues. I found that as I focused, the field changed. I imagined that I could organize the field into different shapes and sizes and colors. At one point I'd created circles, each of which I could manipulate, play them like drums, stretch and squeeze them, change their colors. Then I imagined them as different colors and thicknesses of guitar strings. I played each individually, then stroked chords. Oh fuck. I cannot take any more. Aggie yes. I immediately broke contact with my partners, opened my eyes and looked around, then to Ariel, who was trembling slightly, mouth open in a sensuous parting of the lips. Like she was about to kiss her lover. She looked at me and smiled. I scanned the others, 
Jasmine, directly across from me, was flushed, one hand on her pussy, the other on one of her very generous breasts. She was breathing heavily, eyes closed, humming to herself. It took a minute, but then it seemed that she became aware of where she was and who she was with. She opened her eyes and eyed everyone until she got to me and looked at me with a combination of awe and frustration. Jasmine, why did you do that? Me. Do what? Jasmine, the orgasm. You, you wouldn't let it end. It was maddening. I am exhausted, and you just let it keep coming. I had no answer. And the others were staring at me, or rather, my cock. It was conspicuously hard, dripping pre-cum. Ariel interrupted. I'm sorry, Jasmine. This is really all my fault. I wanted to see what Steve was going to do with his energy. I think we all, um, felt something similar to your experience. Laughter. But, she continued, he has much to learn, and I probably should have known that the effect would have been more significant with you. She turned to me. Ariel turned to me. Her nipples were hard, and her chest between her breasts flush. It almost appeared that she was rocking back and forth on her haunches. Steve, I told you your sexual energy was strong. You are somewhat unique amongst us in that regard. We all have different strengths you complete the balance of the group. But because each of us has different energy makeups, we respond differently to the way you share it. Would you tell us what you were meditating on? I described the field of colors, the circles, the drums and the strings, how I manipulated each. The girls were fascinated, each having very different ways of sharing their energies. Jasmine was still uneasy, and still though softly now manipulating her pussy lips. Ariel continued. Steve, one other thing you also can influence very strongly how we feel after you um share. Your particular talent. Whether we feel warmth, confusion, anger, frustration, love, any number of emotions. Each of us had a different experience. My guess is that Jasmine felt that you were teasing her, maybe a little BDSM? Jasmine blushed, gasped, and came again, not caring at that time that we were all looking at her. I was just learning, but I suspect that somewhere within, this was exactly what she wanted in that, at some level. I sensed it and provided for her fantasy. She then looked at my still hard cock, smiled gently, and cast her eyes down in front of her. Interesting. Ariel. Okay, yogis, we've been at this for three hours now, and... I cut her off. What? There were no clocks or watches, but clearly the sun was close to its high point in the sky. I was a bit stunned. I blame you, Steve. She laughed. We all finished sharing our energies after an hour or so. You've been doing so for the better part of the last two. Not that we're complaining. A warm smile and squeeze of the hand, and more laughter. Okay, yogis, savasana. We all laid out on our backs for the final position of the day. Self-aware now, the realization that I was still rock-hard made the position all the more difficult to achieve. I could sense Ariel move about the space, providing light neck massages to everyone. When she got to me, a gentle kiss on the forehead, her fingers on either side of my neck, and a resulting sensation across all of my skin, from head to toe something akin to pinpricks, but decidedly more satisfying. I fell asleep. I awoke to bright sunlight and the feeling of a warm body by my side. It was Ariel, stroking my chest. She was in her robe, hair swept to the side, breasts tauntingly close to me. Hi there, yogi. Seems the class really wore you out, yes? I was groggy and horny. She smiled and continued. Normally, I let my students take all the time they want, but I was afraid you'd get sunburn if I let you stay out too long. Besides, we have a small problem. Well, maybe two problems. I propped up onto my elbows. When the blood rush settled, and my eyes adjusted to the bright sunlight, she continued. So, first problem is Jasmine. She responded very strongly to you, 
and we need to walk her back a bit. You'll see what I mean inside. And the other problem? That would be me. Remember the other night when I said I was painfully tempted to drag you into the bushes and fuck you? Like I could forget that moment. Sure. Now it's worse. I've spent the last thirty minutes frigging myself, waiting for you to wake up so you could toss me around like a rag doll on my bed. I swear if you don't fuck me now, I'm going to explode. With that, she placed her hand on my chest and with surprising strength, pushed me onto my back. She then swept one leg over my hips and straddled me hands pressing down onto my shoulders, grinding her clit into my hard-on. It was almost painful. She ground hard and fast, quickly breaking into a sweat. It occurred to me she wanted to be fought for domination. For control. I drove my forearms between hers to break her grip, then pulled them down, pinning them to her sides. No. Leave me alone. Let me do this now. Ignoring her demands, I bridged my back, throwing her off balance, then pulled her into me, rolling over the top of her, placing my hand behind her head to ensure the momentum didn't bang it into the deck. I put my full weight into her hips while pinning her arms over her head. Ariel was really quite strong, and almost escaped once or twice. Probably would have if she wasn't working so hard to get my cock in her. She was soaking wet. I pushed the head into her folds, stretching her for entry, then held her there. You want to be fucked, Ariel? Fucked hard. Like the animal in heat you are? Is that it? I nudged my cock into her another inch, and she shrieked. God damn it, yes you know I do. Now get on with it. She started bucking. Hard. I pulled back away from her and stood up. As she reached for my arms, I took advantage of the momentum and lifted her up into a fireman's carry. God, she was strong. Between her struggling and the sweat we built up, I damn near dropped her on the way into the house. If you know what's good for you, you'll knock that shit off or I'll leave you here. Alone. Fuck you. The other thing I noticed, my cock. Still raging hard. Full of blood, heavy, swaying back and forth as I walked along, bouncing against my thighs. Not really longer, but definitely much thicker. Ariel must have been thinking about it again. We got into her room and I somewhat roughly tossed her onto the bed. Before she could react, I landed on top of her, maybe harder than intended, almost knocking the wind out of her. Not giving her time to react, I drove my cock into her as far as I could. I pinned one leg down with mine and lifted the other over my shoulder. She was vulnerable and totally exposed. Our eyes made contact. Yes, Steve, fuck yes. Harder. Harder. I pounded into her, feeling her pussy grab and constrict on my cock with every thrust. Her eyes were ablaze with lust. Harder. With that, she reached up and around my back and sunk her fingernails into me. O.W. Goddamit, that hurts. Who the fuck do you think is in charge here? She began to thrust into me, fingernails not moving. I pulled back and took the leg that was on my shoulder and flipped her onto her belly. Then, my forearm across her shoulders, spread her legs with my knees and entered her from behind. When she started to yell, I pressed my free hand into the side of her head, above the ear, muffling her attempt at direction. Her commentary trailed off into a series of grunts and moans with each thrust. Her torso started to relax to the point I could manipulate it. I lifted her hips, her face still on the mattress, to the point where her knees were close to her shoulders, almost like she was halfway through a somersault. I stood over her and drove my cock into her again. Her pussy juice was everywhere, including on her anus. Ah! F-U-C-K-I! Am gonna come. Now wow! With that, I pressed my thumb against her anus and shot into her. The feeling of my stream of cum shooting into her, bouncing against her cervix, made her orgasm even more intense. Her pussy convulsed on my cock, squeezing it for all it was worth. Afterwards, we laid there for a time, gathering our emotions. Steve, 
Yes? This is what I meant, about you leaving others with feelings. Somewhere inside, I wanted to fight you for domination, and you kinda opened that can of worms. Pretty intense, but maybe not an everyday thing. We need to change it back. It's kinda like what happened to Jasmine. As she said the name, she nearly panicked. Oh God. Jasmine. And bolted upright. Jasmine was in the corner of the room, on her knees, hands behind her back, tears of shame and embarrassment rolling down her cheeks and onto her breasts. If she tried to say anything, either of us had heard her. Sunday afternoon. Ariel and I stood, naked, in front of Jasmine. She was in the classic submissive position in the corner of the bedroom. Kneeling, toes curled underneath, sitting on her calves. Back straight, head up, eyes downcast, hands clasped behind her back, thus thrusting her generous breasts forward. They were perfect, if otherwise moist with her tears. I hadn't really noticed her earlier. Everyone was robed, and I was far too distracted with all else going on to much appreciate her during our brief introduction. In a word, she was stunning. I was guessing part Pinay, part Ethiopian. I asked her to look up at us, and she somewhat reluctantly raised her eyes. Milk chocolate skin, smooth and flawless. As with Ariel, no belly to speak of, and strong legs, but much shorter. Hard to tell with her kneeling like that. I guessed maybe 157 cm, and seven stones soaking wet. Large areola, perfect eraser-sized nipples, and the distinct tan lines of what must have been a very conservative bikini top. Her boobs were, at least at this moment, her defining feature. They hung off her chest with pride, wide-set, gently sloping off the top to the point of the nipple, and a very firm, hefty underhang that suggested a DD or perhaps an E-cup. Too big for her, really, they dwarfed the rest of her chest, and seemed out of proportion, if not a titaman's walking fantasy. Her eyes were large, almond-shaped, brown, with perfectly clear scara, and beautifully highlighted by permanent eyebrows. High cheekbones, large, sensuous mouth, pouty lips. Her hair was dark, long swept back from her forehead and down to the middle of her back, accentuating an athletic waist and well-defined abs. Ariel. Jazz, what are you feeling right now? I. I am. I'm feeling very embarrassed and very ashamed. I see. And why are you kneeling here like this? You said you were going to get. Um. Mr. Steve. And that I should wait for you. But you took off your robe and came in here and kneeled like this. Why? I knew you were horny and that you wanted him. And. Her voice trailed off. And. It's okay, hun. You're amongst friends. And I felt like. Like I needed to do this. To be here just like I am now. I see. This feeling that you had. Did it come from me? From Steve? Jasmine started sobbing again. I don't think so. No. I wanted it. It made me feel humble, vulnerable, comfortable. But then you two came in here and started to. Two. She diverted her eyes once again. It took some time for Ariel to work through Jasmine's feelings. Pretty interesting and not easy to do, given her condition. Apparently, I'd discovered in Jasmine a profound submissive preference that, in her fantasy, was fueled by embarrassment and shame. Wow. Thing is, though, that those particular emotions really fell somewhat empty on what little sexual energy she possessed, and she really didn't know how to cope, thus explaining her behavior at least in part, during the yoga session earlier, as well as her state of mind now. Ariel pulled me aside. Steve, don't blame yourself. You just showed her what she's been repressing for a long time. I know her pretty well. She is really smart, didn't have much of a role model growing up, and was led to believe that sex is the work of the devil or whatever. She was also taught not to impose her physical assets on others, so she has always dressed really conservatively, kinda that she believes her body is a curse, not a blessing. 
She's embarrassed by it, and full of shame for having so wantonly exposed herself. It took a year here for her to do yoga in the nude. Actually, I'm a little surprised she disrobed in your presence. Ariel chewed this over a bit, then continued. This probably explains why her concentration is so good, and why her sexual energy is so low. Then she laughed, in spite of herself. She's like you, but in reverse. Or inverse. I didn't get it. Of course you don't. Now let's get her sorted out. She was right, probably on both counts. I have the attention span of an at. Me. How you plan on doing that? Ariel. I'm not sure, really. Go back to the studio and meditate and see what happens. Me. Forgive the analogy, but are you in any condition to drive? Um. I, uh, yeah. I think so. Not like I'm trying to throw you on the bed at the moment. Then, the urge to rape me. I winked at her. It's gone. Not entirely, and I'm not sure of lingering effects, but you're pretty much gone. So question then will it be easier, or more difficult, to deal with Jazz if she hasn't acted out her desire? Good point. On the one hand, it'll be easier for you to spot her feelings however it is you do that and manipulate them. On the other hand, I don't think she's concentrating so well at the moment, and who knows when this urge will wear off. Uncharted waters, doll. Uncharted waters. My instinct is to not take advantage of her. Ariel considered this. But look at you, she turns you on. You're as hard as you were an hour ago, and I had nothing to do with it. Fact is, she turns me on as well, and I think we'd compete for her. Who knows what might happen in meditation. Maybe but under the circumstances I think it best we try the meditation. Ariel almost pressed her point, but ultimately relented. As we headed outside, I stopped for just a moment and looked Jazz in the eyes and, with a moderately stern tone of voice, told her she had to crawl from the bedroom to the studio outside. She was about to balk when I raised my finger, silencing her. Dutifully, she got into position and began, tentatively at first, to crawl the one hundred feet or so to the studio. Hate to say it, but I couldn't resist watching her from behind. Her thin waist really accentuated the curve of her ass and strength of her glutes. Strong lower back muscles, the kind that create a hollow along the spine and accentuate its curve, pussy glistening she really was very sexually excited. But for me, at least, the best part was her breasts, swaying back and forth as she crawled along. I loved how they held their shape, even as they hung underneath her, all natural, to be sure, but firm nonetheless I couldn't wait for my chance. When in place, we proceeded as before. Ariel took care to position our fingers on each other's palms and wrists, ensuring each finger was in place to exacting detail the process actually took several minutes. Finally satisfied, she took her own position and started. I sensed her taking a deep breath before starting almost like the breath a child takes before jumping off the high dive for the first time. Okay, yogis, let's get our breath in sync. In through your mouth, out through your nose. In, out, in, out, good. We all felt it when we were in sync. Very strange I didn't notice it in the first session, but I noticed a minor burning sensation in my left ring finger where it contacted Ariel, and in the palm of my right hand, where Jazz had placed hers. So strange yet familiar. I opened an eye and inspected Ariel, my eyes, as always, settling in on her breasts. Ariel didn't respond directly. She just smiled and told us, me, to stay focused. Ariel went through her session then Jazz. All was good so far. Once again, Ariel encouraged me to concentrate and focus on the images slash senses I felt drawn to. Once again, I noticed the circles and strings of different colors. Interestingly, there were not nearly as many, and it soon dawned on me that the objects, rather than random experiences, represented the feelings and desires of the two women present. I was more gentle this time, gently prodding and poking and shaping the images I was seeing, not really knowing what I was doing, or for that matter, why. In time, 
I noticed other tingling sensations where I was touching, and being touched, by jazz and aerial. As I meditated further, it became apparent which shapes were jazzes, and which were aerials. I also noticed that jazz had one object, not like the others. Hate to say it, but it struck me as a blackhead. Ick. I resisted the temptation to pick at it, but rather simply massaged it. As soon as I touched it, jazz grunted and almost lost balance. Ariel spoke. Stay with it, Steve. Stay with it. I continued my mental caress, and jazz started shifting her weight. Not really losing balance, more like a dance. In the matter of a few minutes, the black dots started getting bigger. I was concerned at first, but as it grew I noticed that it was really very much like the other circles in my image of jazz, just much smaller. A symbol of her energies, perhaps? I continued my massage, and as the circle grew, I noticed that another set of musical chords was becoming apparent. In time, they became pronounced enough for me to stroke them. Jazz sighed. A deep, sensuous sigh. Funny what meditation does. Barriers drop, preconceptions vanish, self-imposed limitations evaporate. I found I was able not only to work on Jazz's colors, but Ariel's as well. I became aware of the similarities and differences between them, the common patterns, their likes and dislikes. I allowed my brain to receive all the data it was being bombarded with, just letting it flow rather than trying to force myself to remember a certain color, chord, or sequence. Jazz's black nub was starting to turn color to match the rest of her, and had grown to the point that it was clearly becoming a well-defined circle. Still very small, but unmistakable. I considered one of her chords, it seemed different than the others, that somehow, she had a preference for it. Don't ask how I knew. I just did. So I played with it. Seriously played with it. Tossed it like a ball, licked it, flung it like a frisbee, cracked it like a whip. Oh well, fuck stop please. Now wow. Jazz was shrieking with laughter. We let go of our touching and opened our eyes. Oh my god that was so, fuck. Ah you, you were tickling me. Senseless and it was making me horny. Like I need to fuck you right now, horny. Jesus Christ, Steve. She approached me, wrapped an arm around my waist, her breast pressed into my ribcage, and wrapped a tiny hand around my rapidly hardening cock. She looked up at me, those gorgeous almond-shaped brown eyes, sensuous mouth, hand pulsing my cock. I was stone hard now her tiny hand not able to fully wrap around its circumference. I looked at Ariel she was ready for another wrestling match, and from the look of her, I didn't think she was in the mood to stand in line. I smiled at her, and goosed Jazz in the small of her back. Jazz shrieked again, jumping away from me at the suddenness of the tickling touch. Jazz? No. God that tickles, can't we just fuck? Sure, but you won't like it as much. Tell you what you let me and Ariel tickle you, and then we'll bring you to an orgasm you can't even imagine. Deal? I think she'd have agreed to anything at this point. Okay, Jazz off to the dining room. Oh, and stop by the changing room on the way and grab all the robe belts, okay? Jazz, what? Me. Well, it's not really a good tickle if you're able to walk away from it, now is it? Ariel smiled and curled into me. I was admiring Jazz's tight little muscular ass as she walked away when Ariel called out. Jazz, hon, aren't you forgetting something? I hadn't a clue what she was up to. Jazz turned, started to make eye contact then, as if remembering a to-do list, turned back again, dropped to her knees, and crawled the rest of the way. The crawl to the dining room from the studio had to hurt a little. When we got there, Ariel took the robe belts from Jazz and had her lie, back down, on the table. The table was a nice piece heavy rosewood, with several removable inserts that, we discovered, could be partially separated for purposes of slipping the robe belts through and around, as we bound Jazz's torso to our satisfaction. Then, using the sashes from the robes, Ariel did the same for her wrists, 
elbows, knees and ankles to the chairs around the table. Then the blindfold. Jazz was breathing hard and nervous. Her hands were damp with sweat and her lips trembling. Stretched out like this, she was a sight to behold, with her hands drawn over her head, her ribs were pronounced belly flat and hip bones evident. Her back was arched, showing the sexy curve of her spine underneath. Her breasts, full and proud, hung slightly off the sides of her chest, rising and falling gently with each breath. Long, athletic quads led to sculpted calves and dainty feet, adorned with perfectly pedicured nails and clear polish. Me. Jazz, have you ever been tickled? Sure. I mean, yeah, of course. Who hasn't? I mean, really tickled. Like pee in your pants tickled. Like that? Her body went rigid. Oh. Never you wouldn't, please? I pulled a feather from a duster aerial had somehow magically produced and gently brushed it along her jawline. She giggled and turned her chin into the feather. Did you like that? Well, yes, of course. It was a nice tickle, like a lover's kiss I'd imagine. I kept stroking her with the feather. Neck, side of her breast, along her rib cage. Her armpits, her belly in between her thighs. Her reactions varied from giggles to attempts to avoid the touch of the feather, never really enough to cause her to struggle. Until I tickled her pussy lips. The shriek surprised both of us. Jazz convulsed, trying to contract all her muscles to curl into a ball in response. The force of the clatter of the chairs as she pulled against them took us all by surprise. Jazz. Oh, my God. Before she could respond, I stroked her several times in quick succession. She continued shrieking, her abs fully flexed as she attempted to curl into a ball to avoid the sensation, the chairs continuing to bang about. Me. Jazz, tell me what you wanted as we just broke out of meditation? Jazz. Just now in the studio? You know what I wanted. I stroked her rib cage very lightly with the feather, and she screamed out. Me. I know, but I want to hear you say it anyway. Tell me. Ariel, with perfectly manicured nails, began scratching her belly right at her navel and the shrieking returned. Jazz. Oh God. Please stop, please. She writhed against the bonds. Me. What did you want? Jazz. I wanted you to fuck me. Me, why? Jazz. Because I was horny. Me. And what made you so horny? Jazz, I don't know, because oh fuck. Ariel reached for Jazz's ribs, just below her breasts, and very quickly dug her fingernails into Jazz's athletic frame. It was fascinating to watch her breasts move back and forth as she fought against the relentless attack. And her pussy, it was glistening. Jazz. Aahig, because you were tickling me. Fuck, it makes me so goddamn horny. Ariel had moved from her ribs to her belly, and was now digging into the area around her hip bones, which seemed especially sensitive. Jazz cried out, now barely able to breathe, but, when asked after five minutes, still wanted more. Me. Jazz, you're making a mess here. Tell you what, I'll tickle you very slowly. If you don't move, I won't go any faster. If you don't shriek, I'll give you a nice reward, okay? What kind of reward? Without answering, I massaged her clit through her hood, pressure firm enough to please, but not tickle. Still blindfolded, the intimate touch caught her completely off guard. She produced a guttural moan, quite involuntarily. Like this. You like this? Another groan. Okay, here we go. I took the feather and gave her a long, lazy stroke. Barely touching her, from her elbow, along her tricep, across her armpit, and along the side of her breast. As I continued, she really did try to contain her movements and voice. But blindfolded, she had no idea what was coming and was now so sensitized that virtually anything unusual would set her off. I lifted the feather, then repositioned it at the inside of her left knee. I dragged its soft tip, almost imperceptibly, from there, 
up her thigh, then looped it around the top of her mons and back down the other side. Jazz did all in her power not to move, or make noise, but she knew what was coming. Sometimes the best, worst, tickle is the agonizing knowledge of what is to come. I brushed the feather, slowly, slowly, along the lips of her mouth, then along the lips of her pussy. So close, but never touching her clit hood. Back and forth, she started. The feeling and sound is one of a stifled laugh. The humor becomes more the attempt not to laugh than the cause of laughter itself. Jazz fought the stifle, fought it hard, then I twirled the feather head at the top of her mons, and her clitty hood. She bucked her back, tried to roll her knee to cover herself, and shrieked at the sensation. Watching her writhe like that, straining against the bonds that held her, seeing her muscles constrict, thrusting her breasts outward, my God, the image was erotic. I somewhat absently mindedly stroked my still-throbbing cock, imaging the pleasure that awaited. Ah. Too bad, Jazz. And you really did try hard, huh? Not losing a beat, Ariel, standing at the head of the table, scraped her nails along Jazz's triceps and then, with alternating light and medium pressure, dug them into her armpits in a rapid succession of scratches. I'm not sure how long it lasted. Maybe ten to fifteen seconds. Long enough that Jazz was out of breath because of her pleas for us to stop and subsequent inability to inhale. Ariel would pause, just for a few seconds. Jazz fought to get her breath back and, almost as soon as she did maybe one full inhale and then a half of a second, Ariel would begin the torment again. Jazz had broken out into a light sweat. Her nipples were stone hard and her pussy soaked. Ariel went to the other end of the table and applied the same pressures to Jazz's feet, which were equally sensitive, if not a different experience. I held her knees down as Ariel took the feather and sawed it between her toes. Jazz's wails had become ragged as she fought for breath with each lapse in our movements. This only went on for maybe ten minutes, but I'm sure for Jasmine it felt an eternity. And then it was over, Jazz on the table exhausted, sweaty, emotionally worn out, exhilarated. It's pretty easy to move from tease to tickle to stimulating. Just a simple change in mindset, finger pressure, rhythm. Without untying her, I started to caress her. Gentle kisses. A pillow in the form of a bathrobe under her head. Massaging of the breasts, stimulation of nipples. Meanwhile, Ariel had loosened the belts around her ankles and knees sufficiently to climb between them and start kissing her there. I'm convinced women do pussy better than men, and Ariel was another case in point. As I worked alternately between her breasts and kissing her fully on her lips, Ariel was conducting performance art on her pussy. It didn't take long for the first orgasm, and I'm thinking Jazz didn't fully get that it was Ariel licking her. But as I nuzzled her neck and pecked at the sensitive places around her ears, she described the building orgasm. Oh my god, is so, so, oh. Please keep, right there, yes? Yes. And I embraced her in a full kiss as she came, crying into my mouth. Ariel and I changed positions, me slipping my engorged cock into Jazz's tight, wet pussy and Ariel giving Jazz a taste of her own wonderful scent. Gentle at first. Then harder, faster. The urgency almost overwhelming, and the harsh hardness of the table providing rough feedback for each thrust. I leaned into her over the table riding her in what yogis would call an upward dog position, thoroughly enjoying the view of her breasts sliding up and down her ribcage with each thrust. A couple of times I had to catch myself, thrusting deeply into her then holding the position to avoid the urge to come, her pussy squeezing against me with each thrust. Still bound, she was unable to respond to me in the way her body instinctively wanted to behave. Ariel smiled at me and nodded, then pinched Jazz's nipples. Ah, yes! Now! I am going to come again now and I shot into her. She strained and pulled against the bonds, wanting to wrap around me to offset the force of the orgasm, but was denied that pleasure. The strange sensation left her wanting more, 
wondering what other sensations her newfound sexual desires might offer. Jazz stayed the night, as did I. We released her, then Ariel led us to her shower. Jazz took her time in washing each of us. Softly, sensuously, teasingly, until she'd brought us each to orgasm using just her hands and body. We then returned the favor. I cannot describe for you the joy in her face as she experienced her third and fourth orgasms of the night. She dried each of us in turn, then found us robes. I prepared a light meal for the three of us. We killed couple of bottles of wine talking about Jazz's newfound joy of sex, but especially my experience of playing with shapes, colors, and chords, and the similarities and differences between those of the two ladies. We eventually found our way to bed, too tired really to continue our lovemaking just a tangled, warm, and exhausted trio of bed partners, out for the night. My last thoughts prior to drifting off were of the images I'd seen during our session with Jazz. Thing is, I am pretty sure I could see them during our tickle session on the table. Not only that, I was sure still I could see the women's glow some might call it an aura, during dinner. I had a lot of thinking to do. I wish I could tell you that I've woken up to a gorgeous woman sucking my dick prior to now. Not gonna lie, first time. I stretched out luxuriously, delighting in the sensation of what I thought was a dream. Warm soft skin wrapped around my leg, wet warm lips, slippery tongue, mass of black hair hiding the face of my mystery lover. A bite around the head of my dick, and a swirl of tongue, and I groaned appreciably. She looked up and smiled. I reached for her, with the idea of sweeping her hair aside. But I couldn't. I mean, physically my movements were restricted. It was a weird feeling. I was experiencing every guy's fantasy, an amazing BJ from a gorgeous woman at dawn's first light. But I almost panicked. The primal instinct of escape overrode any sensual pleasure I may have been experiencing. Eons of DNA programming took over. I was now in escape mode. My arms, still over my head, would not move. My legs were similarly trapped. It's a waking up thing. Wrapped in sheets? Pinned down by a lover? Slept wrong and numb? I didn't know, but fear crept into my psyche. Was this a dream? That made the most sense. Still, I constricted my core muscles to their full extent, without result. I started to panic. Jazz, would you please stop wriggling about? You're making it quite difficult to do this. Me. Jazz? I lifted my head, looking down my torso to the mess of hair. She looked up, smiled that thousand-watt smile, and propped herself up on her elbows, exposing those magnificent breasts. Jazz. In the flesh. She slithered her lithe, twenty-year-old body up my torso, her breasts heavy on me as she teased her way along. She dragged them over my now semi-rigid cock across my abs, and onto my chest as she brought her face close to mine. She then wrapped her arms around and behind my neck, and kissed me deeply. Pretty sure there was pre-cum on her breath. Good morning, Steve. I'm sorry about this, I should have woken you first. But your cock was throbbing. And I've never actually, well, you know, done it before and um, I was curious. I think I like it, by the way. I mean sucking your cock. It's kind of fun seeing how it responds to my touches. Even when you're asleep. My goodness, it's even throbbing now I can feel it pulsing against my thigh. Very sexy. She lifted herself up, allowing air between her spectacular breasts and my chest, looked me in the eyes a penetrating, lustful look, and started kissing me again. All over. Lips, neck, chest, arms, armpits. Her nipples dragging across me, blazing a trail for her lips to follow. What the hell is going on? I thought to myself. Jazz? She looked up at me. Those eyes. Hmm? What the hell is going on? She smiled. Well, I've never given anyone a blowjob before. It's quite empowering, you know. I like the feel of you in my mouth, 
and I like the way your cock twitches when I touch it certain ways. Want to see? Without waiting for an answer, she slid down and nuzzled her nose between my cock and my hip, then started to lick my balls, just next to where the skin connected to my leg. I groaned in considerable pleasure and my cock, now again fully erect, throbbed in response. See? Look at what I can make it do! She displayed the pride of a preschooler who had successfully written her name for the first time. Watch what else I can make it do! With that, she started nibbling it, the way one might nibble at a piece of corn on the cob. When she got to the head, she swirled her tongue around the head, then flicked the frenulum. I tried to push into her mouth. See, she declared victoriously. I can make you do all kinds of stuff, just by the way I touch you. She giggled, and resumed tormenting my throbbing rod. Jazz! She stopped, and looked up at me. Yes, Steve? Those eyes. Innocent. Cruel. Why can't I move? Oh. Right. I tied you up. Your hands to the headboard, your feet to the footboard. Robe belts. Remember from last night? She giggled then went back about her business, taking me fully in her mouth and cupping my balls with her hands. Sweet agony. I was close. She sensed it by the constriction of my core muscles and my erratic breathing. Jazz. Oh, time to stop. She released my balls, dragging her fingernails along them, up the shaft, poking at it with her fingernails to its tip, then scratching my belly and chest. I was now officially worn out and had only been awake for ten minutes. Me, exhausted and frustrated. Jazz, what's going on? Where's Ariel? Jazz. Oh, Ariel. She went for a run. Said she'd be back in an hour or two. Me. A run, an hour or two for a run. Jazz. I know, right? Anyway, she asked me to work with you, to help you with your concentration. She said it's better to do it in real time, as opposed to a yoga meditation and that I should use my imagination as well as my newfound thanks to you joy of sex. Thank you for that, by the way. Me. And you came up with blowjob by bondage? Jazz. Yeah. Well, sort of. I admit to a little payback here. I think you should come without being able to grab onto me. That really sucked, by the way. But like Ariel said, you're out of balance. So. I get to teach you concentration. For the next couple of hours or so, at any rate. With that, she started stroking me with her hand. Strange. I noticed her circles and cords and her color. I kept it to myself, groaned in pleasure, and submitted to my fate. Me. So, how does your pleasuring me improve my concentration? Jazz. Well, it doesn't. Not exactly. See, I want to make you really horny. I mean really, really horny. Then, you need to stay hard I'll help with that while you read to me from an article Ariel selected. See, we set it up on the flat screen over there. She pointed, and sure enough, in thought I could in fact read, an article Ariel had given me which I'd scanned briefly, then promptly tossed. I know, I know. To be fair though, what guy hasn't tossed an article his erstwhile lover said would be good for him? The article was how to improve concentration with yoga and pranayama. And here we were. Your job is to read it without flaw, and my job is to distract you. If you complete the reading without mistake, I untie you and you can do me any way you like. You can control the pages with the remote. Want to see? She showed me the remote, which button to push, then placed it in my hand. Don't drop it. She giggled. With that, the game was on. Jazz reached for her pussy, slipped a finger in, and then traced the finger on my lips. Instinctively, I licked. Damn. I liked it. I mean, really liked it. She was waiting for a reaction, and squealed with delight when she saw my cock throb once more. Yay. You have no idea how much it turns me on to see me have this effect on you. Should I come for you now? 
Maybe I could just rest my head on your chest and touch myself till I come. With that, she rolled over, her cheek on my chest, her breasts in proud display. She lifted her knee, reached between her legs, and started to touch herself. Jazz, I've never really masturbated before. She paused and thought for a moment. Do you? Masturbate, I mean. She awaited an answer. Jazz, this is nuts. Let's just chat. Untie me and I'll make you breakfast. Oh, hungry, are we? Would you like some more pussy juice? She rubs her lips, then my lips again. Again I lick, and again I throb. Seriously, do you? Masturbate? She seemed sincere. Sure. I think most guys do. Jazz shifted position, and started licking and kissing my body as she continued her interrogation. The Nazi SS had nothing on her. Little teases of my cock, nipples, lips. Warm flesh of her boobs dragging across my body, the occasional nipple in my mouth and a number of very passionate kisses as she extracted from my memory every masturbatory session from the time I was fourteen. And still no relief. Every time my cock started to relax, she'd pay more attention to it, bringing me to edge, then change subject. Steve, I must ask you. Ariel thinks I dress too conservatively. What say you? Jez, I've never seen you with clothes on. I'm afraid I'm no judge in this matter. She laughed. Well, let me show you what Ariel thinks I should wear. I lost sight of her as she rose and headed to the walk-in closet. Some relief, at last. No tormenting anyway. Holy fuck! So you like it or hate it? She had put on, or at least attempted to, one of Ariel's bikinis. Ariel said my bikinis are too conservative. What do you think? She approached and sat on the side of the bed. She traced the tan lines of her own suit. It covered pretty much all of her breasts. My eyes followed her fingernails like metal bits to a magnet. See what I'm talking about. Ariel's top barely covers my breasts at all. My breasts are too big. Hers are perfect. This is really very embarrassing. See all the excess skin exposed? Particularly on the sides, see here? Imagine the sunburn. I'd have to learn to really take the time to coat them with oil. To stop the sunburn, I mean. With that, she started playing with her boobs, mimicking the motions she'd take to oil them up. Oh look, this is interesting. You're getting hard again, and I'm not even touching you. Do you like it when girls do this? I assumed it was a rhetorical question, and continued watching, dumbfounded. I really could not tell what of this was act, and what of it was sexual awakening. I didn't know I was going mad with lust. And I started to try to rub my cock against the bedding. Oh, Steve! Naughty boy! You really do like my big breasts, don't you? With that, she adjusted the bikini top and sat on her heels, knees spread wide, displaying the bikini bottom. Scrunch bottom, bow ties at the sides. Do you like the way the top holds my boobies up like this? I have to admit, I do like the way it makes me feel. My nipples are actually getting a little hard, just seeing how you respond. She started tweaking her nipples through the fabric. But what if they got hard in public? What if you did something to turn me on? Kissed me or tickled me or whatever, and they got hard? I'd die of embarrassment. I thought back to the night prior, and how she writhed at the touch of the feather. My cock started to stiffen once again. But never mind that. Tell me about the bottoms. It's lucky I keep my coochie shaved, huh? That way, no hair is sticking out. But my god, Steve the bottom barely covers my clitty. And when I walk, it kind of pulls against it, almost like you're touching it. I think I'd be in constant arousal if I wore this for any amount of time. What do you think? Before I could answer, she started playing with the bow ties. And these? Anyone could simply walk up and pull on them and the whole thing would fall off, leaving me with my bare, wet pussy on display for the world to see. Somewhat absent-mindedly, she started stroking herself through the fabric of the suit.
She had to know, right? That she was driving me nuts? So, Steve, what's sexier? A woman barely covered in an indecent swimsuit, or one totally naked. Knowing that either one is going to fuck you silly, what's your preference? I mean, not that I'd walk with you, hand in hand, along a nice beach wearing this. Could you just imagine the stairs? And besides, I think you'd be hard all the time, based on what I'm seeing here. Maybe if I put a wrap on. That'd be better, right? I think I need to do some clothes shopping. Well, thanks for your opinion. I'm going to find something else to try on. With that, she kissed me. A really spectacular kiss. Open eyes, open mouth, tongue probing my lips, licking my teeth, lips teasing mine, then sealing my mouth with hers, her tongue searching out mine, dancing with it. Then, just as suddenly, she got up, scooted off the bed, and headed back to the closet. As she left, she reminded me about the article. Dumbly, I started reading. Out loud, Steve! She reminded me. At first I was really pissed off. But, after short consideration, decided that this was just sex play, really, and after the events of the previous evening, I guessed that turnabout seemed fair enough. So, I'd play along if for no other reason than to see what she'd come up with next. Jazz, dear, when you get a moment, would you come here, please? The screen position is giving me a terrible crick in my neck. I wonder if you might adjust it? With that, I started to read aloud. Two minutes later, Jazz returned. She found a black leather miniskirt, form-fitting, high-waisted. It came to mid-thigh. I could just imagine how it looked on Ariel's considerably longer legs. Tucked in button-up shirt, unbuttoned to the navel. No bra. A tie-like sparkly necklace that covered most of the exposed skin of her chest. Steve, do you think this is intended to be worn without a bra? I mean, the coverage is okay with the tie and all, but don't my boobs swing about a bit too much? With that, she started to pace back and forth, demonstrating her point. My cock, which had actually calmed down a bit, was starting to strain once again. For me, anyway, a cock growing hard on its own, without being touched, is a particular sensation. Not unpleasant, but certainly disappointing. She was staring at it, and started dancing, her arms above her head. Can you imagine, Steve, if I were in a club dancing with this outfit on? God, I'd feel so slutty with my boobs swaying like this. She tousled her hair, turning her head from side to side, her boobs gently moving in countermoment to her chest. Smiling, she approached and slid up my body, being very careful not to touch my cock with any part of her body. I tried to press into her for some relief. No luck. Now, Steve, no cheating. I know your cock is craving me. I like that about it. It's really very sexy that you want me so badly right now. But, as I was saying, can you just imagine us dancing with me wearing this outfit? I wish your hands were loose. I would love to have them cupping my butt as we dance. I'd have to reach up to wrap my arms around your neck, just like this. She straddled me, pressed her breasts into my chest, and wrapped her arms around my neck, then started licking my ear. Naturally, she whispered, I'd have to keep my hips away from your groin. I wouldn't want to make a spectacle of grinding my hips into you, now would I? With that she hovered her hips just out of reach of my cock, save the incidental brushing of the fabric of the skirt against the tip. I was going nuts. Of course, she said. If they played a very romantic song, that'd be different. And she lowered her hips flat against me. But she just kinda landed on it. Hard, without allowing for its length to settle between us. Ouch, that hurts. I tried to move away to make room. Jazz, caught off guard, reacted. Oh, Steve, I'm so sorry. Here, let me kiss it and make it feel better. And off she went. Kisses, licks, and flat out, sucking. God, I was so. Fucking. Close. I tried to separate my knees to pull her into me. No luck. She backed off. Well, seems we're better. 
Now about that screen. Having made the adjustment, she informed me that I actually skipped an entire sentence of the reading. I had. How the heck did you know that? I read it this morning. Photographic memory. Shit. Now, before I change, we need you to calm down. You almost came all over this nice outfit, and we'd both be in trouble. She thought for a minute then smiled. Be right back. And off she went. I started reading again. A few minutes later she was back, holding something behind her back. Now, this will feel uncomfortable at first, but it's really for your own good. I did my best to ignore her. I was on the fourth page and holding my own when she placed the ice pack on my groin. What the? Jeez, jazz an ice pack. You're killing me here, take it off. I tried to buck it off my groin, without success. Don't be silly, Steve. I'm sure this will just take a minute. I'll be right back. Gotta change into something more comfortable. She giggled and added. Maybe you could read some more, it might take your mind off things. With that, she wiggled her butt and headed back into the closet. Despite the utter insanity of my situation, it finally occurred to me that I was missing a golden opportunity. With no one else around, I could pay attention to Jazz's aura and see what chords, colors, and circles were active while she was doing certain things and learn more about how to influence her. All I had to do was get her to talk about her feelings and desires. Given that I was tied up, I figured it'd be best not to play with her too much, but the learning opportunity was too good to pass up. Jazz turned the corner. White satin shorts high-waisted form-fitting to her pussy and butt, but with the pleasing feature of being loose in the legs. They weren't too short, enough to almost cover the bottom of her but when bent over. Overall, very sexy. The top was a simple orange crop top with spaghetti straps. It was form-fitting on her ribs, and covered maybe two-thirds of her boobs. Steve, I didn't hear you reading. What were you doing? Trying to stay warm. Tell me, what were you thinking when you picked out this outfit? Why, do you not like it? I noticed one of the circles wobble a bit. Maybe one for self-confidence? Nope, I love it. Just curious why you picked it. Another wobble from another circle. Acceptance? Flattery? This was going to take some time. Jazz went on about something that fit her boobs and flattered her stomach, was still concerned about her modesty, but also how she liked it when she wore something sexy for me. All the time, I saw colors and circles and chords all around her, playing off each other as she expressed different desires and feelings. I committed to paying attention, regardless of the morning's distractions. Hey, Jazz? Would you mind? You know the ice pack? Oh my gosh. You must be freezing. Here, let me. Compassion, curiosity. The ice pack had done its job, and then some. The boys were sucked in pretty tight, and my heart on completely vanished. Jazz was stunned. It, it was so big. And now? How is that possible? She climbed up for closer inspection, and scraped my balls with a fingernail. Ah, fuck. God, Jazz, what are you doing? Making me hard now with my bits frozen? Feels like you're trying to break it off. Oh. Steve, I'm sorry I had no idea. I was just so surprised you could. Well? Shrink so much. Is that normal? I could not help being sarcastic. Well, I don't know, Jazz, no one's ever iced my cock before, then teased it while still frozen. She looked hurt, sad. I made the appropriate mental notes. Look, um, maybe you could make it up to me? Maybe warm them up a little? I probably shouldn't have, but I nudged her curiosity and desire a little. Immediately, her eyes brightened, and she gave me a seductive smile. Well, I suppose I can come up with something to warm them. Then, with little fanfare. You know, maybe I could warm them with my breath. And she started blowing on my very frozen balls and cock. You have no idea. Hmm. That helped a little. 
Then, inspired, she slid her tits down my thighs and took every bit of me, cock, balls, into her mouth. She was patient, almost nurturing, sucking on me like the top of a soft-serve ice cream cone. The experience of being warm this way was exquisite. She never broke contact, but purred, hummed, and ultimately squealed when she felt it growing in her mouth, getting harder and longer with each swirl of her tongue. She looked up at me. Those eyes, and kept sucking until she couldn't hold it in her mouth anymore, and finally broke contact. My God, Steve, that was so hot. My pussy is actually tingling, and my nipples, look at them. She got to her knees and held her breasts to me, as if for inspection, absent-mindedly flicking her nipples with her fingernails. My cock was again throbbing, dripping pre-cum. Involuntarily, I tried to rub it against her hip. Big mistake. Oh, what do we have here? Steve, your cock is so gorgeous. She trailed a fingernail along its length. But you know you can't come yet. And look at the pre-cum. She bent over, boobs barely constrained by the flimsy top, and licked it from my belly. Let's do it again. I cannot tell you how turn on I get from licking your cold cock. And the ice bag went back on. Jesus Christ. Jazz. Yes, Steve. I'm begging, no more. Don't be silly. You liked it when I warmed you and made you hard, right? It won't be long. And besides, now you can see me in another outfit you're actually being very helpful in helping me decide on my new wardrobe. A few agonizing minutes later. OMG. Steve, you must see this. Jazz appeared wearing two tubes, one as a top, one as an utterly indecent skirt, and she had a wicked smile on her face. Ariel has sex toys. I've never used one before. Have you? If the last outfit was shamefully slutty, but otherwise decent, this was utterly indecent. I might guess that, overall, Ariel and Jazz had the same overall chest measurement, maybe 86 cm. But where Ariel's was more in the breadth of her chest and smaller boobs, Jazz definitely was more petite, with significantly larger boobs. That being said, the only way the top fit was that it was held in place by a loop around the neck that attached at the center of her breasts, pulling both up and out, by the center. It was glorious. The tube skirt, however, fit admirably, if not a bit too long. Jazz solved the length problem by rolling the skirt up on her waist. Overall, the effect was a painted-on second skin. My cock, otherwise frozen, was in conflict. Seriously, have you ever been able to achieve an erection when you're so cold your nuts pull into your body? Jazz, I've seen pictures, but never used them. What's this for? She produced a jeweled butt plug. Fuck me. Me, paying particular attention to her aura. I'll tell you, but you have to remove the ice pack and promise never to put it back on. Jazz. No deal. She laughed playfully and climbed on the bed, toys in hand. I'm ready for my popsicle. And here we go again. I'm not one to offer advice, but if you can ever get your lover to do this, do it. At any cost. There is nothing in my experience to compare with Jazz covering my entire, frigid, drawn-in cock and balls with her entire mouth, and warming it to full girth. But let the orgasm happen. Jazz did not, and I was miserable. I pulled so hard on the restraints that my wrists and ankles were actually starting to get irritated. Jazz had other concerns, however. So, this is a butt plug? What are your thoughts? Anything to get her away from my cock. In a million years, I never thought I'd think this. Sure, Jazz women, and some men, I suppose, use them to, uh, stretch themselves out to allow for. Well, their lover's cock. Sometimes, they're just there for show, like an earring or necklace. Jewelry. Oh. Anal sex. Hmm. Not today. But you. She scratched my balls with her fingernails. I bet you'd like to see me wear it, huh? I didn't say a word. My cock betrayed me. Oh, look at you. It's all twitching, 
and I'm not even touching it. She leaned over and gave it a long, slow lick. I should put it on for you. How do you do it? My sex life had just officially reached its height of absurdity. Jazz, I wouldn't recommend it. It might be uncomfortable at first. But ultimately, very sexy and wonderful, yes? Yes. Very. I lowered my eyes in resignation. Check her bedside drawers. I'm sure there's some lube somewhere. And indeed there was. Jazz found it, used it, and with great patience and determination, got the device inserted. She immediately got up and walked to the mirror and performed a self-inspection. What do you think? I can hardly see it. She came back to the bed, and cat-like strutted about, arching her back whilst on her hands and knees, the plug barely visible underneath the hem of her skirt. Jazz, with all sincerity, I've never seen anything so erotic. She was ecstatic. She wiggled her butt at me, then, turning, crawled up to me from my toes, her breasts dragging across my body as she approached me. Another deep, sensual kiss. Steve, what about this one? She produced a longish, curved dildo with a protruding wire antenna. Surely you must know. For my pussy? For my butt? She demurred coyly. Yes. And maybe, your butt? Fuck me. I held her gaze. Sometimes, but under the right circumst. She cut me off. Oh goody. Like a kid at Christmas, she headed down to the presents, lube in hand. Now, you're not supposed to come. But I understand the prostate can be quite sensitive, isn't that right? Jazz, Ariel's going to be back any second, don't you think H-H-H-H-H-H? Yeah. Pretty much. Not sure, I think it was her finger. Oh, so sensitive. I promise to be careful. She looked up at me from between my legs. Would it help if I used my tongue? Tell you what lift you, but so I can slide a pillow under you. Throb. Fuck yes. Jazz, please. She licked my balls, swirling her way across my taint to my anus. My cock was about to explode. The flicking of her tongue across my anus was pleasurable beyond description. Try though I might, every time I pressed down to get her tongue deeper, she pulled back. Sweet agony. So, you deal want something a bit deeper after all. Good thing I'm here. She lubed me up, then the dildo. And took her time, same as she did with her plug, and started, very gently, working it in. I gotta confess, the whole thing was insanely erotic. Precom was dripping off my cock onto my belly. She'd take the time to lick it off and kiss me, literally thanking my cock for providing her the treat, then giving me the pleasure of a full cockhead suck, before going back to the business of getting the dildo into me. Finally in place, she turned on the remote. I screamed out. Pretty loud, I think. She was terrified that she broke something, and yanked it out. Oh, Steve, I'm so sorry. Did I hurt you? Jazz, it's hard to explain. But if you're going to turn it on, you might start at the low setting. She laughed out loud and began again. This time, a very low setting. It's hard to describe the feeling, but the pressure on my prostate. Well, it was hit and miss, and the sensation moved from pleasure to, well, awkwardness. But Jazz was nothing if not patient. She finally found a rhythm, rotation, and speed that was insanely pleasurable. I mean, really insane. I'd have done anything to have her grab my cock. Hate to say it, but I begged. Really? No, baby, I think if I did that, you'd come all over the place. You never did finish the article, huh? Cruel smile. She left the vibrator to its devices and crawled up to my face and kissed me again. Soulful, sensuous. And it happened. The vibration of the device against my prostate and the sensuality of her kiss and the jizz poured out. But more like a gentle stream, not a water fountain. Inside, my belly was warm and content, but my poor cock, begging to be touched, 
but utterly no satisfaction. And despite the deposit on my belly, I was still rock hard. Jazz sensed the change and broke off the kiss. Oh, look, Steve, you came. I mean, kinda right? But here it is. She scooped it up and tasted it. Mmm, it's yummy. She licked her fingers, then my belly. And I was still stupid hard. I was miserable. Steve, I hate to say this, but your jizz, it's a fucking drug. I want some more. Jazz, I'm begging, please stop. I think she was ready to drain me, both physically and emotionally. She flipped over, her jewel bespeckled ass against my chin, and her mouth hovering near my painful erection, ready for round two, when Ariel walked in. Ariel. Seriously? She just completed maybe fifteen miles. Her sports bra and shorts were soaked, quads and abs covered with a sheen of sweat, hair pulled back into a sexy ponytail, bottle of water in hand. Jazz! What part of teach him concentration involved tying him up? And you're wearing M.Y. outfit? And Christ, is that my dildo in his ass? Steve? WTF? Well, this was awkward. Jazz looked her in the eyes and smiled meekly. His jizz is really good. Want some? She looked down, found a glob on my hip, scooped it up, and licked it off her fingers. Me and Ariel, simultaneously. Jay-Z! Jazz hump fed and slid off me. Ariel glared at me. This is your doing, isn't it? What happened, Steve? I confessed to the desire and curiosity that I placed in Jazz, but swore innocence to the bonds, which by now were really making me miserable. Ariel considered this. Steve, last night. Did you at any time feel that maybe if you were Jazz you'd want? I don't know. Revenge? Well, yeah, but... Ariel interrupted. Well, that explains the bondage anyway. You no doubt put the desire in her otherwise sweet, compassionate head. Shame on you. I've half a mind to leave you tied up. Did you ever consider that, without somehow bounding her desire and curiosity, that something just like this might happen? I felt pretty much like a school kid who'd just been caught blowing up the science lab. Jazz, still horny, was curled into me, stroking my chest with her fingers, keeping me hard. Ariel spotted the jewel, and laughed, in spite of herself. Okay, yogis, playtime's over. Let's all get cleaned up and have some breakfast. In the shower, Jazz returned to form taking her time to soap us up, massage us, shower us with kisses and hugs. She licked Ariel to orgasm. For her part, Ariel forgave me, and after a long, sensuous hug, my hard cock pressed against her belly, she turned about and, pressing her ass crack into me, offered herself. I slipped in easily. We rocked each other into an amazing orgasm. Taking her from behind was a fantasy come true. Jazz dried us off. We found some robes, laughing as we untangled the belts from the bed, and headed to the kitchen for breakfast. I was famished. I made egg white omelets with feta and spinach, and Ariel prepared the bloodies. All the while, I studied their auras. It became apparent to me that, by gently touching select circles, I could influence whether or not they were aware that I could manipulate their desires and emotions. Interesting. We decided to take Jazz shopping for a new swimsuit and spent the afternoon relaxing at Club Awesome. Ariel was in a tankini, and it was perfect on her. Turquoise, shelf top, and boy pants bottom. Sexy as hell and she knew it. She was a bit out of form, not normally one to hang out at the pool where she taught classes. Any number of students stopped by to chat. I took the liberty to study their auras and learned a bunch. I was in board shorts, and then there was jazz. Jazz. A simple one-piece. White, in wonderful contrast to her cocoa-colored skin. High on the hip, low cut, and big cutouts that exposed significant side boob. Low back, 
and scrunch bottom that highlighted the curve of her ass. That a swimsuit so decent could show so much skin was a tribute to both her body and the suit's designer. We enjoyed slathering each other with suntan lotion, each of us taking the time to tease each other. Afterwards, Jazz was sound asleep on the chaise next to us. Ariel and I were chatting away when Ian, one of my terribly annoying co-workers showed up. Brit prima donna, an all-around asshat. Hey mate, who's your friends? Toothy smile. Speedo, in the very best Eurotrash, three-stone overweight tradition. His eyes lingered on Jazz, then Ariel. Ariel looked over her sunglasses at me, her gaze less than favorable. Me. Ian, what a surprise. What cat dragged you in? I laughed and shook his hand, as if this were a greeting amongst friends. Ian. Well, Poppy told me about this place, that you'd brought her here. Thought I'd check it out fair myself. Mind if I sit? Without waiting for an answer, he and his belly flopped down on Jazz's chaise. She stirred and turned her back to us. If one looked carefully, one could see a hint of the bejewel nested within her cheeks. She'd insisted on it, and against our advice, must have slipped it in when she changed into her suit. Ian noticed. I almost laughed out loud at his stupor. Ariel, poking at Ian to break his stare. Sure, Ian, happy to have you here. Steve and I were just chatting about sexual harassment in the workplace. Didn't you read in the paper today about the mid-level exec sacked for extorting his intern? Your thoughts? She smiled, a little too sweetly. Ian, shifting in his seat. Well, love, can't say as I know much about that. Say, look at the time. Love to stay, but must press on. Enjoy. With that, off he went, his face steeped in embarrassment. Me. I don't recall telling you about Ian. And I do not recall any such article in today's paper. Ariel. You didn't, and there wasn't. Some books are best read by the cover alone. She raised her glass to me and winked. Jazz, exhausted, fell back asleep. Ariel slid next to me and cuddled in, her finger drawing lazy fingers on my chest. Steve, tell me one thing. You do have a little bit of submissive in you, yes? You tell me. Need I remind you of the rope burns on my wrists and ankles? She took one of my hands and gently kissed the red, swollen skin. Poor baby. But, and just asking, as a friend why didn't you just put a desire in jazz to untie stuff?